0: It's time for Two Blokes Talking Tech. I just think technology is awesome. Good advice for anyone who is looking for a laptop with all the latest news and information about technology. Now that, that's, that's the cool. guy. It's so hard to take a bad photo now with these cameras. I, I think mean. that stuff is just brilliant. It is something that people really need to look at. Two Blokes Talking Tech. Haven't we got the best jobs in the world? We have. <laughs> we absolutely have the best job
1: with Trevor Long from yourtechlife.com.
0: I love talking technology. And Stephen Fennick from techguide.com.au. Do you really need a 10 megapixel camera to take those images? I'd say not. Two Blokes Talking Tech.
1: Embrace those little ideas there. Have a look around and, and ask questions. This is Two Blokes Talking Tech. And you're listening to Two Blokes Talking Tech. Thank you for downloading. Thank you for listening. This is uh, live from CES Day 3. Travel Long from yourtechlife.com and Stephen Fennick from techguide.com.au. All thanks to Trend Micro and Netgear. Good thank you to those great sponsors of the show. Stephen.
0: It's uh, been a busy day here again, oh. Trevor. Uh, but uh, my, let's open it up with a story that I wrote uh, for that's sort of CES related but it's uh, some interesting news about Samsung and Foxtel now I wrote a story that from April Samsung smart TV owners will be able to beam will be able to directly view Foxtel channels selected package of Foxtel channels on their smart TV, so that's from April. So in April
1: there'll be an update come down when you get, when you turn your TV on, go into the into the smart part of it, uh, it'll download probably
0: just an icon for yeah. the app and it's got, uh, a, it's got a unified app. So the unified app lets you watch their own three D content as well as uh, other content, uh, big pond movies, big yeah, Pond right. TV, and Foxtel is going to be part of it. It'll that.
1: probably be the same package lineup and likely the
0: same cost yeah, well, as the Xbox. Ba- and that kind of stuff. Basically, it's going to be the the T box inside the. Samsung Smart Uh, TV, so it's going to take all of that material, uh, all of that, including the Foxtel channels. They haven't finalised the number of channels. They haven't uh, confirmed whether you can record any of the channels. Which would be be a big thing. thing. If they could get the recording happening, That'd be a big thing because the only way you can record Foxtel right now is through your IQ. Absolutely. I think for, uh, my, my thinking is that Foxtel will hang on to that, that yeah. ability with their set-top box but it just goes to show that set-top box could be a thing of the past in a f- couple of years' time because of the smart TVs that are on the market all that's built into the TV the connectivity's there mm. so uh, but while I was talking to Samsung I actually asked them uh, I, I posed the question all the rumours about Apple producing a smart TV Yep, we've spoken about this on the program before and I spoke to Phil Newton who's the director of audiovisual at Samsung. And he actually said that, well, you know, Samsung are not worried. He said that they actually think they view it as a positive thing if Apple did decide to get into the smart TV yep. business because it would just increase awareness of smart TV and its abilities. Yep. But I did ask him, I said, well, look, look what Apple did to the iPhone, the iPad. They kind of changed everything. But his reply to that was, well, you know, well, that that's, you know, we, we were, they had the head start on us in those categories. Yeah. But smart TV is where we play. Uh, they produce all. Samsung, uh, Phil said they produce all their own technology. They they build everything within the TV themselves. So smart TV is their backyard, yeah. and he welcomed the challenge.
1: Look, I I think they probably do, but my and I've said this before, and, and I sound probably repetitive, but I think what when what what will happen if Apple come to market? Um, which is cl- clearly likely, but, but only possible, um, is that it will change the experience for the user. And that's the thing. It's not actually about the content. It's not about anything. It's just about the experience for the user, which isn't perfect right now for any manufacturer. And I, I think they're underplaying themselves, Samsung, if they think that Apple don't have the, the now some experience now because you look at the, the iPad. The iPad is a smart TV without the big screen right now because right. you know you've got an app in, in, in the in the US and I don't get exposed to this because I don't come here much and I don't have a US iTunes account yeah. you know you've got your Netflix you've got your Hulu Plus all these things are available on the iPad yeah. you've got to imagine that about, with an operating system that would run on a TV it's, just, it's the same app it's oh, look, a clicker
0: button and it's and it's. there's, there's no doubt the experience that would be Top shelf from Apple. Yeah, uh, the design would be incredible. It'd work obviously very well with the iPhone, the iPad, and the iPod Touch, and all those other devices, as with other Mac computers. Hmm. But I think from uh, I think what what Phil Newton was getting at is in terms of the actual TV itself, the quality of the picture. uh yes. The the, the, the Refresh rate. Of, you know, Apple don't make televisions. Yeah. Uh, they probably they'd, they'd have to buy. They probably outsource it. Exactly. <laughs> probably Samsung. Probably Samsung. Yeah. Exactly. <laughs> uh, they're probably doing the deal right now. But anyway, uh, probably right now. But anyway uh, that's probably why he's not worried about it, Because they're, <laughs> they're probably, probably making them right now. They'll make more money off the Apple <laughs> TV than they do out of their own. Samsung. Yes. So look, We're yeah, an it, Apple. We know. Well, we've heard all about you.
1: It has been a big show for Samsung. I will say that. I think. Uh, I think Samsung, LG, and Sony have had had a big show. Yeah. Uh, Panasonic, not so much. But. Um, but definitely a big show for them. And that, that announcement about the Foxtel, you can read all about that at techguide.com.au. Now, I um, I spent a bit of time today down here in what's called the South Hall, which is a two-level hall, this is which is a cool hall. phenomenal. And we are in the South Hall right now, we should mention, I, Trevor. I would say if, if I come again, I'll come here first. Yes. I think this is a much more enjoyable place to come because there's so much more. There's lots of little tiny booths and people that are just doing their best kind of thing. Now, I, I was down the back, and I, sometimes you don't stop and look at every sort. It's not possible. But I saw a bloke just throw an iPhone in water, all right? And I was just like, hang on a minute. What's it, crazy? And I literally backed up. And I, I, used, a, I used an inappropriate word because I, I said, what the heck? <laughs> oh, but I, but I'll, you know, on the podcast, I'll say, what the <laughs> heck's going on here? Anyway, so he stopped Dad, He got some some dude from the company to come over and explain to me that they're using some nanotechnology to coat the iPhone and make it waterproof. It's called Liquipel, the one that I saw first. Now, what it reminded me of, Stephen, and, and you'll remember this, is... Yeah the launch of the Motorola Razr. And I pulled out the Motorola Razr because I got it with me, and I said, isn't the nanotechnology what's on this? And he goes, yes, but that's IPX3, and we're rated at IPX7, which is some sort of rating that gives you waterproofness or something. But it's essentially a similar thing. So they've they've got these tissues that are coated in this, and they can pour water on it, it beads off. So what happens is they they take phones on bulk, not one by one, um, you know, hundreds or thousands at a time, and they put them in some sort of machine, and using a vapor technology, it, it vaporizes the things, and these vapors get all the way through the phones, Every inch of the phone, every millimeter, and in oh. every nanometer of the phone, and it coats it with this, this stuff, and then it gets cured somehow, okay. and it becomes this thin layer of you know thousandths of so, the width of a hair.
0: Let me get it straight. It's they're not putting any kind of plastic coating, no. nothing, they're just putting this technology chemical sort of thing.
1: Correct. It's it's a chemical that wow. goes into the phone, all through the circuitry, right? And then once that's done. The phone is waterproof up to one meter, and they can sit in the, sit in the water for an hour. And, and he, he demonstrated this to me. I put, a, I got a video, yep. and 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 I did. I, I said to him, "Mate, you're clearly here to sell the company, to sell the technology. I mean, you, you want Apple to buy you, or you know, you, I mean, that's clearly why they're here. They don't yeah, want to yeah, sell right? this to everybody phone company. But what it made me think of straight away is. Well, this has got to be the future. I mean, if he said to me at a, at a you know tens of thousands of phones, it's yeah. a nothing cost. So why wouldn't every phone be waterproof? Absolutely. Now the thing that got me most is, then mm-hmm. I'm walking back do. down, and I found another one called HZO, as in H2O, but yep. with a Z instead, and they, they were doing the same thing, dunking this phone. They, same, just same, same thing. And mm-hmm. I said, mate, I don't want to break it to you, but I've just seen this down the other end. <laughs> <laughs> and I know. I sounded like a complete, you know, guru. I said, "Mate, are you IPX7 or more?" <laughs> he goes, oh, we don't use IPX. We prefer a different technology." Look, there's long story short, competition in the waterproof business. Exactly, but that, this is the thing about CS. I, I would, I would assume, and you would have seen this yeah. before. There's these little things going on. There's this Absolutely. little technology, and we'll probably, we'll probably see in
0: a couple of years phones being launched oh. that are waterproof. Dunking oh. them in the in the water. I did see continue to continue the waterproof theme. I did see the another uh, the Fujitsu stand. Mm. Uh, and they had tablets and uh, smartphones, and they were dunking them into the, into a fish tank. I said, well, is there a coating on it? And what he goes, no. He's, the woman said that the phones were engineered to be waterproof. So the whole outside of the phone, the buttons, yeah. and it's all sealed. So it looks exactly like a normal phone from the outside, but it's absolutely engineered to be waterproof. But she was dunking it. I've got a video of that as well. Hmm. Dunking it in a, a fish tank. Pulling it out again, yep. working still. And, so,
1: but see the problem with that technology, and you think about the Motorola Defy, for example. Remember the Defy? It had had a little flap on it. You put your SIM card in or whatever. If you don't properly compress that flap, yes. and you get it wet, the phone's gone. This it. thing here, these blokes at HZO, they had a phone in water playing music out to some speakers, right? That's and they they were saying you
0: could so co- even in the dock, and it's going in the, the whole speakers, thing, the everything. Whole thing. in think, the in the habit in the headphone jack, everything. He when, when he when he dropped the phone in the water. It bubbled, so you could see slowly
1: little tiny bubbles, as if you know the circuit board underneath the screen was That's bubbling crazy. out. It's stunning stuff. Was he offering I,
0: to do it for people on the stand?
1: You know, he, not on the stand, but they they there was a thing where you could you know for you know for VIP kind of treatment they could they, yeah. you could send your phone. Well, you that get means a phone. you and me, man. Well, bloody oh I just on. sort of don't think I can go with go without my phone for a few <laughs> months because it's probably going to take time to set up. Anyway, bottom line, I think it's one of those you know hold on to this thought and, and stand by to see what happens with waterproofing mobile phones and and the future there. You're listening to Two Blokes Talking Tech live from the show floor at CES Day 3. Thanks to Trend Micro and and, uh, Netgear. Great companies. Episode 46.2. 46.2, that's a very good
0: point. 46.2, this one is. So, the, uh, yeah, I, while I was in the South Hall, I saw a well-known company called Belkin. Yep. Uh, and they've had a bit of a, a rebirth. Have you seen the, they've yep. got a new logo? Oh, I didn't see the yeah, logo. the logo's they... totally different. It's got a different font and, and everything. And the, I had a look through the stand. actually met met uh, one of the Aussie guys on the stand there. And they've got their usual wireless stuff, the, the, the Belkin uh, screencasts, all those products. Yeah. But um, they had a new product that they're going to be bringing out later this year called WeMo. Nice. Now, what this is, it's a wireless control system that can you, you plug it into a into a say a power board. Or into a PowerPoint, and everything that's plugged into that PowerPoint can be controlled wirelessly. I do
1: remember them telling me about this in, in the past. That the, the so it, so it, because the thing is, it's like a little, it's like a little double adapter kind of thing yeah. that you might plug your washing machine into or another device into. You can so plug that a few into it. Yeah. you so can even you you then you then plug initially. a
0: power board into it. So if you've got one in the in the into the wall and plug a power board, everything on the power board can be controlled yeah. by that device, and it's got an app the iPhone to begin with but there will be an Android app as well and what you can do you take a photo of the product that you want to control and assign that photo to the control button so that you know exactly what What it is is. you're controlling because the controls are universal that's right the same same control for every device you can set it up and even set rules you can set rules so after 10pm turn this product off or at 9am turn this product on you know what's really exciting about that? There's a lot of talk in, especially in
1: talk radio, about all the dramas with this smart metering that goes on with yeah. new electricity. Now, I've got smart meter in my house, you know, time of day billing and stuff like that. But we've got smart appliances. So not not ultra smart, but, you know, you can set the dryer and the dishwasher and all those things to to come on late at night. And so we save big bucks doing that. What about and your so, swimming
0: pool, Trevor? Do yeah, you no, that no, no,
1: the jacuzzi maybe. <laughs> but this, this, what this allows you to do is retrofit, uh, you know, an old washing machine and say, turn it on at this time. So the it's demo, really exciting
0: they gave on the site on the stand they had a, a live video feed from, yep. like we're in Las Vegas here in Nevada, they had a live video feed of a garage in Redondo Beach in California, mm-hmm. in Los Angeles and it enables, so not only can you control it through within your own network, you can then, you can link into it from outside your network so you can check to see, you know when you drive out the door, the garage, did you, did I shut the garage door? Yeah. It tells you on the app whether the doors open, open or, or, shut. or shut. Now to demonstrate it, he had this live video feed yep. from another state. Yes. He's hit closed door, and then on the camera, and and, and I saw there was a, a clock being included in the in the shot so of you can the camera. So he live, and uh, the doors come down. So if you're on holiday you think did I turn the, did I shut the garage door yeah. and you don't have to drive back or whatever or bring anyone up to check you can just do it fantastic but but uh, there's other things there's motion detectors as well so you can it can detect motion so you, you can for example set it up in your hallway so when you walk down your hallway to the garage it will the motion detector will say okay he's going to the car i open the door for him yeah. little things like that very clever there's a baby monitor too they've got Hello. that's coming second half of 2012 oh, I don't need one then well hang on <laughs> well, listen no to more what, listen to what this could do not only can you monitor your child but also it it can it's receptive to the different types of cries oh, of a baby mate i'm telling you this, this is what they're saying and you can it will detect whether like the the um the guy uh on the stand was explaining he's got a 16 month old little boy who who wakes up early but when he cries music soothes him oh, yeah. so what, what he can program this device to do is that once he, he detects the baby crying He'll set a rule on this thing to play the music player. <laughs> oh, Hang on a minute, if you can do it, he plays yeah. the music player, the baby goes back to sleep. So it's an example of what can be done. So that's Wemo yeah. coming, uh, I think, second half of 2012 from Belkin.
1: You're listening to two blokes talking tech from the show floor in uh, CS Las Vegas. Um, just a really quirky little one I saw, and it's one of the ones I nearly walked past, but I don't know, I felt sorry for the old bloke that was sitting there. And then when, <laughs> when I stopped and turned around, I realised it was must tech. Do you remember Mustek, the yes. company? It was my first scanner. scanner. Yeah. My first scanner was a Mustek, And I felt really bad because I, I assumed back in the day they were a bigger company. And they had the smallest possible stand, a simple little banner logo. And, you know, it just made me think, geez, you know, how the mighty have fallen. And then I looked and he had an iPad and he goes, do you want to see it? I went, yeah, all right, yeah. So he's got an iPad in a dock. He yep. pressed an app open up an app and he got a photo slid it into the dock and the photo scanned onto the screen of the ipad iPad. save photo you know and it was saved
0: you could you could scan a document a photo whatever it is that's the that's the next i think those sort of products are going to succeed because the accessories you you think yeah exactly you think of how much we're using tablets now and people the first complaint was that how how can i print from it how can i send stuff to it? i can't put a usb in the side of it so all these accessories these app accessories that can can Enable your tablet to perform the functions of a regular computer, a or printer, or whatever. Yep. That's only going to make it, make it even more of a post-PC era we're moving into. So the PC yeah. you know, could be fading away, or that that's sort of a, that was a question he posed here at CES. But um, yeah, look, yeah, that's yeah, a, a cool just product. Just a nice but, little uh, one there, and I just, I just. I yeah. l- like
1: to see those things, and they am not just cases. There's a bloody lot of cases. There's and a lot stuff of cases. Around.
0: Speaking of cases, I uh, I ran a, uh, on my on Tech Guide last week. I ran a, a video of of a from a company called G-Form. They make these super strong cases for your iPad, your iPhone. Mm-hmm. Now, what these lunatics did, right? <laughs> they attached their new Extreme Edge case mm-hmm. to an iPad put a massive weather balloon on it, launched it into space. So they've put it launched it to the edge of space. They've got a camera on this thing. The video's on my website. So this this case has floated literally to the edge of the atmosphere. You can see the black of space beginning above it. Hmm. The balloons popped at a certain height, right at, at that height, and it's plummeted to Earth. Thirty-one kilometers it fell to Earth. Hit the ground in the middle of the desert on rocks, and this iPad was still playing the movie that they set when they launched it. I went, I thought, I've got to see these lunatics in person, and I met the guy on the stand from G-Form, and they use this special ballistic reactive material they call. It. So rather than absorbing the impact, yeah. it actually expands on impact, so it sort of absorbs. Like a little airbag. It. Yeah. But you know it's just made of rubber. They, they even make they even make cushions for your elbows. They can make shoulder pads for a footballer. You can wear it under your jersey. You know want to be the wiser. You could you could be using this as padding for a professional sport. Yeah, they've got a whole line of products. So,
1: oh, here's my only question. Why would anyone want that for your iPad? Well, just to protect it.
0: But, you know, but is it isn't it quite big and bulky? Well no, no, no. the iP- the iPad it's got its an iPad case. Yeah, that's yeah. what I'm saying. Isn't it is not it a big bulk? No, no, it's not. It's not hardly any bulk to it at all. Oh fair but enough. But that, that's the beauty of it. And he did a demo in front of me and I'm gonna put this up on Tech Guide later this week. He got a bowling ball and he got a packet of M and M. So he got a regular foam padding, put it on the put it on the thing, put the padding on top. Drop the ball from a metre, bang, onto the m How many m has this bloke been oh, it's through a little, this week. I think a lot. But he opened the packet of M&M's. Just quietly. They absolutely do, sell, they
1: do sell M&M's on bulk here in this oh, town. Oh, they do. They oh, do too. Oh, oh,
0: oh. But he's probably bought half of the stacks to, hmm. to, to use here. But the other half smashed, in my hotel room. Smashed the, <laughs> he's smashed the M&M's. Anyway, You got the G-form padding out. Did the same thing. Put the G-form on the bottom. Packet of M&M's on top. Yeah. G-form again on top. It's like a little G-form sandwich with the M&M filling. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He's got the bowling ball again. Dropped it, and, and you could even tell from the impact of the ball rather than the ball bouncing, the ball just went, just stopped, just stopped on it. Fair so it's absorbed it's upstairs impacts. or downstairs it's upstairs I'm going to go and have a look so what what happened he uh, showed, pulled out the padding showed yep. me the pack opened up the pack of M&M's uh, the M&M's untouched big question perfectly, perfectly did, fine did he let you eat them no
1: <laughs> I'm
0: well, not, I didn't I'm want to, want to eat them. I'm not going to visit well, them he told me not to stop he told me, didn't tell me not to eat them but I thought I don't want to eat a, <laughs> M&M's if hit ball the ball and
1: that's mate. very cool you're listening to Two Blokes Talking Tech live from CES 2012 on the show floor thanks to Trend Micro and Netgear um couple other things I saw um, in fact my attention was drawn just by one of those you know best in show buddy signs that frankly are everywhere there's so many best in there's show awards but I don't know something drew me to this one there is and as we said yesterday there is one million and I think I wrote an article there's a gazillion <laughs> iPhone and iPad cases a lot here of and, I, products and here. I'd say there's a billion or a million styluses you know that, yeah. the, to write on the iPads and stuff i got now, ten of them yeah right? exactly <laughs> I, I the first stylus I bought was on eBay ten bucks yeah because I thought it'd be good for Jackson because yeah. it's It's all well and good to use your fingers as as we can. But I worry about kids learning to write their letters and stuff with their fingers because it doesn't work like that at school. Go, go, gadget. They won't know how to hold a pen. Exactly. So that's why I bought the stylus. But it was crap. Utter crap. And you had to push so hard it didn't work. I've had other ones since. I mean, Belkin make one. And they're okay. Mate, this thing, um, it's called the um, the the Jot Pro. The Jot Jot Pro. Pro. It feels like a pen. It looks like a pen even to the point where it goes down to like a biro tip. But just on the end of the biro tip is a little circle, you know, five mil circle of plastic that the biro tip is attached to. So when you write, it keeps it keeps it firm. But mate, it it writes like genuine handwriting. Yeah, I mean, really I- hand- really smooth lines because normally with styluses and most, most drawing things I've seen they're very they're very um, vector based so they become lines instead of curves yeah. this was stunning it was really beautiful and um, I am definitely going to get one of those and the drawing um, application that came with it for, for my iPad because I just think it's a great way to go so the Jot Pro well worth
0: looking at if, you, if you're interested in having a stylus for, sure. for your iPad well while we're on iPad um, I saw a very interesting iPad and, and generally like a, a tablet project could it be used with any iPad any pre- any tablet. Yep. Uh, and it was called the eyeballs. Eyeballs. Now eyeballs because it's basically four foam or rubber balls. I saw that too. Attached by four pieces of string, and there's like a little slot cut in the side of the ball so that you can fit a corner of the, of the tablet on into each ball.
1: They're foamish balls. Foamish so balls. Different he, size he's tablets. Dropping
0: fit. it on the floor, not a problem. And picking it up. It was designed to. If you want to give you a tablet to your kids or something, so if they drop it, they're not going to break it. I saw it. He had it in a,
1: in a perspex box, and the box was just rolling around like a,
0: a prize drawer Yeah. And, and the thing was just rolling well, around. He, in he put it on one in front of me and dropped it on the floor, and he said, "Look, it's adaptable to any size tablet because the string can stretch to fit yeah, yeah. any, any tablet." Uh, he said he funded the product himself. He he's he put all his money into it, and apparently uh, there's a few. He's taken a few orders on his site, so eyeballs. It's only nine twenty bucks US. Yeah, so. Yeah. Ex, you know, be sure to. I'm sure that's going to make its way to Australia. One so other little thing. thing think, so what you're telling
1: me, we've got the iPad, which has its own jokes out there. Sort of yes. name. Now so we're going to have eyeballs. eyeballs. Right. Yes. it's
0: I B A W L Z as the well. Male and, of the male uh, the iPad. While we're on iPads and all things uh, uh, tablets. There's another little product this here is very cool. that's called the Life Form, and Form is spelled with a P H. So it's uh, Life Form. Just a really, really but this product. People. When I when I walked up to the stand, I said, "This thing looks like the face hugger out of Alien," and they all laughed. And I'm probably thinking, "Yeah, that's an original idiot." They probably heard that joke yeah, yeah, yeah. four million times. Yeah. But anyway, it does actually look like that. It looks like it's like got six. Six claws and legs, but what it can do, it can be positioned. You can use it to uh, mm. to to cling to things, so like a mm. bit like the, the the gorilla grip. Oh, um, yeah. So the gorilla grip, to to explain, is like all lots of little
1: balls joined together that yeah. twist on each other. This looks this, like a spider. This is more like legs, so it's yes. like an upper upper. And, uh, and, and, and then see, there's,
0: there's joints. Trevor's holding the uh, pamphlet that I took from the stand here, but see, the 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 where it holds the device is adjustable, so you can either hold a iPhone, iPhone iP- you can hold a bigger camera. smartphone. It's got a mount for a camera. It's bigger. You can adjust it to hold a tablet. Mm-hmm. Uh, there's a there's a lighter plastic version. There's a rugged met- metallic. It really is like uh, a like a spider
1: well. because it's got um, it's, it's got legs. Fa- and, you and have you toys? seen Alien?
0: Yeah, I have. The face hugger that, that hits John Hurt in uh, at the start of Alien. It looks like that, with, what, but with an iPod on top. I'll tell of you it. what else? It looks expensive. It's only 70 US. The the plastic one 69.95 US and the rugged one is 149.95 US. I mean, but it, I guess... can mount, it can mount a camera. Look at that SLR camera. You can do it. Well, how many m- mounts do you know? It stands that can hold a camera, a phone, and a tablet.
1: None. In what? The Lifeform PHORM. That's the one.
0: That's it. So, uh, yeah, one other thing, can I talk about yeah, one yeah, other thing? go for I've uh, had a nice wander you've, around You've the had a massive ball. wander around the I'm a big hall. gamer, as you know, yeah, and uh, yeah, gaming yeah. headphones really? are massive. Really? Call yes. of Duty at all? <laughs> yes, well, in fact, I played Modern Warfare 3 using these headphones called the Vibras 5.1. They're called 5.1 because it provides 5.1 sound, but in a slightly different way. Now, to look at these headphones, they look like a normal pair of headphones, but it looks like it's got a couple of, each, each ear cup's got like Shrek ears on each one. Yes. And those little Shrek ears They're not are the most attractive ears. Phones. They're not, no. but they sound great. They're, those little mini little protrusions are actually mini speakers. So there's
1: there's protrusions on the outside of the of, of the of the earphones that don't don't send sound out. They still send sound send in, but because sound. they're coming in on
0: a different angle, it gives you the five point one experience. It directs it right into your earball. So into your earball, into your ear, <laughs> 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 into your ears. But um, and what I liked about it is because it's sort of the five point one sound, the bass, the, the, the it sounded like there was a subwoofer strapped in there as well. Great, really good surround sound in it. As, as well. Not not the most attractive looking things as no, you said. No. Vibra's 5.1 I think I, I had a chat with them on the stand. Works with Xbox, PS3 they're looking for Australian sponsors if Australian distributors if anyone is looking I, to invest. You're listening to two blokes talking tech live from the show floor at CS. I'll just
1: tell you about one other thing I saw yesterday at, at Seago but it was kind of a monster uh, branded product that, that we should talk about or look into it in more detail. It's a hard drive that is hybrid um, spinning disc and SSD. Have you seen these? No. So you know the SSD is a great option for any computer because it gives you better launch Solid times. Solid state drive, yep. Much better launch times for your programs, your, your documents, whatever it is. And the spinning disks, we, we know it's slower, but they're so expensive to get SSD. The, the, Seagate have come up with this hybrid hard drive that has both the spinning disk and the um, and, and the SSD. And what it does is it... Is it Intelligently determines what you do most. Okay. Over uh, the more more times you do something, it puts those things on those logical blocks of the drive onto okay. the SSD, and they nice. launch almost as and fast as really, an SSD drive. Now the, the reason smart. I mentioned is because of Seagate is it? The because of Call of Duty. Yep. They showed me. I think it was Call of Duty. Yeah. They said basically, you know, when you play a game and 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 yep. you, you 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 bum out and you, you start the level again, it takes time to load. Oh, I don't bum out. Mate. Start I don't, I don't get it. Right. Well, for those of you listening <laughs> that do, yeah. Th- that you're reloading the same thing you Now, if if you had an ssd you don't hit the load time yeah, zero. Yeah, so with this drive it very quickly reloads that that level of the game because yeah. you play it all the time and with things like word and excel because you use them all the time they just pop up because they're on the ssd i they're thought testing. it was brilliant concept to bring that that speed of ssd to a better price point for for the average Joe. so That's so if you're looking smart. for that i can't remember very the name smart. of it, but it's a hybrid technology okay, from so Seagate. Seagate. Okay, cool. but, but there's a monster version this is the great thing yeah there's a, the Monster version comes in a pack with a with a dock so with your laptop for example yeah. you can dock this new drive and okay. it will automatically duplicate your old drive onto the new drive allowing you to then take the old drive out put the new drive in and get running with the new format so very, very, very cool, cool stuff I'll very get more cool. information
0: and we'll talk about it more. Just, in uh, just before we wrap up Trevor I want to mention Nokia they've yeah. always been on they've always been here at CES and yep. this year's I think a significant year for them to be on display here because it's the it's the first look I've, really good look I've had of the new Nokia Lumia yeah. Phones running Windows Very phone nice 7. Yeah, I was impressed. Now the hardware uh, for the, I looked at the there's a range of, I think of about three or four different phones. Yeah. One of them is exactly like the N9. You remember the oh, N9, it's we the spoke N9 about? with it's Windows It's the N9 with Windows which Phone which is a 7. bloody beautiful phone. A great phone, really good feel, great screen on it. The screen resolution mm. was terrific, really smooth to use. Uh, they've also got a bunch of great accessories. You know, Nokia make those really stylish mm. little Bluetooth headsets. They've got yep. one called the Lunar earpiece, which is like a basically just a plastic triangle that fits in your ear. They've also got wireless speakers that, that can be um, a, a, a tether, you can tether to them using NFC, so yeah, rather than it just creates an instant Bluetooth connection just by tapping the phone on the speaker oh, yeah, cool. those quirky little uh, little additions I think Nokia I think are going to do a little better I, better than people think I
1: think it's probably something that we, we, we've we all overlooked in the kind of 2012 look forward when Nokia come to market with their Windows phones in it's Australia let alone everywhere else I, I mean I am dead keen to, to give it I'll give it a whirl for, for a solid period Absolutely. like I did when I came back to Android for a bit there I'm really keen on that just the last thing I'll, I'll mention because it was upstairs as I walked in looking for Nokia you walk in the door you turn right and there's a massive Kodak stand and the first yeah. thing I thought was aren't you going bankrupt (laughs) wouldn't it have saved you a bit of money not to have this huge they already paid for the stand they already put um, down the deposit there wasn't many people there no. so it's very sad I felt quite sad for Kodak yeah. at that moment in time but well, anyway they've always
0: been here and in that corner of South Hall they've always been in that very same spot well maybe not next year
1: maybe, that maybe, maybe a couple of
0: vacant spots Kodak and like Microsoft next year yes. but I don't
1: think it and we discussed this um, I don't know if it was on, on the air or not but we certainly discussed the fact that I don't think not having Microsoft will make a rat's of difference to this show because yeah. this is this, this, this thing the, the North and South Halls alone live without Microsoft and certainly the Central Hall
0: doesn't need Absolutely. it So well, well Central Hall just to explain Central Hall's where all the big players are Yep. South Hall these, these quirky smaller companies, even like BlackBerry, Nokia, oh, yeah, yeah. Uh, Sennheiser.
1: Oh, BlackBerry of too. Print. BlackBerry too have announced that the yeah. the native email and calendar is coming to the to, to the playbook. Finally, oh, finally,
0: have you got the sound bite? Hallelujah! <laughs> <laughs> finally, they're going to uh, they're going to release it. I think that should have been their day one. But anyway, better late yeah. than never.
1: So look, it's been a, it's been a spectacular week at CES. Um, there is so much more to see and talk about. Um, you're here for a couple more days, not yeah. only for CES but I, I guess to see shows
0: um, <laughs> and but, do some uh, shopping, mate. Yeah. I've got, yeah. I've got a wife and three children. And <laughs> yeah, who are all
1: got needs. <laughs> uh, we'll, obviously, we'll, we'll read through all the recaps and we'll get everything happening. So next week's show is probably a full roundup of, of CES yeah. and the big things that come That'll out That'll be it.
0: episode 47. Let's yeah, call we'll, that 47. We'll, we'll probably next move
1: week. on to 47 back to next Wednesday. Um, but thank you very much for listening to the, the three shows this week, episode 46, 46.1, and this, 46.2 from CES. And thank you to Trend Micro and Netgear for their support. This is Trevor Long from Your Tech Life and Stephen Fenwick from You Have a safe flight home, mate. You too, buddy.